Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. The line in the song said, come and see what love has done. I want to tell you about what love has done in our community this year. We have burned through cash at about $1,000, really about $1,200 a week here at Northridge. And that's about showing the love of Jesus Christ in this community. Uh, that's helping people that have struggled making house payments, uh, having food uh, in all sorts of ways. And, and I just have to say thank you. And on top of that, more thank you, because many of you have done that personally with people that you know. Uh, I, I know we have a number of you all that have made Christmas possible for folks, and that's what love has done. And, and that's why we're here as a church. We are here for one reason, and that's to show the love of Jesus Christ where we live, play, and work. And I just have to say thank you and keep it up. And I, and, I, and I also just want to go ahead and tell you, at the end of the year, we do this end-of-the-year offering, and everything that we get above what we normally bring in, we, we, we basically give away. And we're going to use some of that right back in our community. And this year, we're going to also help to translate the Bible uh, and, and for, for people that cannot hear into sign language. And there are over 400 languages where that needs to be done. And I'm just going to tell you, it's going to change the world for those people. So I'm going to say thank you in advance, all right? Amen? All right, so let's, let's keep on going here. Right, did you realize what we did today in the songs? I don't know if you realize that. We talked about the birth of Jesus, and then we went to the death of Jesus. And then what did we do? We went to the resurrection and finally to the church. And I got to tell you, that I don't know if you all appreciate what these guys do, but what happened up here today is, was masterful in taking us to that place. So would you show your appreciation to Clint and them? And then those folks sitting in the back back there, hiding back there, they, I tell you what, they make this happen every single Sunday. And uh, so appreciate them back there too. You, you never see their faces because they're always hiding back there. So I, I just want to tell you, there's a lot of things going on Christmas Eve is happening, and we're planning to be outside. We know that's the safest place that we can be, is, is outside. And, and so we're going to try to do that. We're going to make a call at noon on Thursday if it looks like it's going to be raining. But our goal is to be out there if at all possible. If it is raining, we'll meet in here. We've got overflow areas, and what we hope to do is make a place for every single person that wants to come and enjoy the birth of Jesus Christ. If we are outside, bring a chair with you. We don't have that many chairs that we can put out there. And uh, and if you know somebody that's not comfortable coming out, they can pull their car up and watch and, uh, and tune in on the radio if we're outside. So we're trying to make it possible for as many people to see other people and enjoy that. So I just tell you that. Next week, we're online only. Uh, I, I would just tell you, you guys, you, you probably don't know this. It's been a hard year. And, uh, and, and so uh, our staff here, you don't know this, but they have done so many different things to make things possible. And uh, we're actually going to film next Sunday service tomorrow. And uh, it will be online only. And uh, we have bags out in the lobby that you can take for communion. And we have stuff for your kids. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, there's a great message next week about how we get through times like we've gone through. And we will probably go through again. So I just want to encourage you, join us online next week. And for those that are online today, we're glad you're here with us. And I appreciate you guys here in the room. 
Uh, Kathy and I were trying to make this decision about moving to Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, they'd asked me to be the director of Christian Campus Fellowship at the Florida State University. We don't say that very proudly anymore. Uh, there was a time when we did. And I went to a hotel in Gatlinburg, uh, Tennessee, to meet with some other campus ministers. I wanted to ask them about it and see what they thought. And we were meeting in the lobby, and, and it was an audible voice from above. And the audible voice from above said, Mike, move to Tallahassee. It was my friend Dean Collins. He was about three stories up, okay? Uh, but we ultimately did move there. But isn't that what we all want? We want that audible voice where we can hear God speak to us. And, and, and you know, we, we want to know exactly what he wants us to do. And so I want you to understand that God does provide that voice. In fact, in Isaiah, Isaiah the 30th chapter, this is what it says, Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, This is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. I believe God directs us. And, and, and sometimes it's with that voice, and other times it's with, with his word, and other times it's by the example of his son. But here's the problem. There are a lot of other voices out there that, that compete for our attention. And, and this is what I would tell you today. I'm going to give you four voices that are out there. I call them defective standards for making decisions. Uh, the, these, are, these are how we so often make decisions. The, the first one is just simply culture. Everybody's doing it. Anybody hear that from your teenager? That, that's peer pressure. That's what the young people use so many times. Well, my friends are doing it. Why can't I? Some of y'all are shaking your head. Okay. The second one is for old people. Okay. Tradition. Oh, we've always done it that way. Why would we want to do it any differently? Guilty. Okay. And, and, and you know, so, so that's one of the ways we do it. The third one is reason. Okay, now I'm just going to tell you, we, we look for how it's going to be logical, okay? I had a student at Florida State. He was in Orlando, Florida, and he, he had a meeting in Tallahassee, and, it was, uh, and he left Orlando with two and a half hours to get to Tallahassee. It was a four-hour drive, but he made it in about two hours and 20 minutes. That meant that he drove around 110 to 115 miles an hour. And this was his reasoning. I just want you to know what his reasoning was. Well, God wouldn't have wanted me to be late to that meeting. That, that's not real good reasoning, is it? God wouldn't have wanted you to endanger your life and everybody else's life either. You see, we can reason anything that we want to. And so it's not a good, it's not a good voice to listen to. And then the last one, emotion. It just felt right. Debbie Boone sang a long time, if it feels so right, it can't be wrong. No, <laughs> that, that, that's bad thinking. But those are the voices that compete for the voice of God. And what I'm going to talk to you about today is how to hear the voice of God. And, and it's an important thing that, that, that hopefully you will listen to. And, and this is what I want you to hear today. It's a sermon in a sentence. It is, the word is God's gift to us. The word is God's gift to us. Now, when we think of the word, we often think of this right here. And this is a gift. And the title of the sermon today is the present and presence of the word. The present, P-R-E-S-E-N-T, and presence of of the word, meaning that it's in our lives. And so as we, we look at this today, you're going to see in John 1, and this is what we're going to read, you're going to begin to understand the word in just a little bit different way. It says, in the beginning was the word. This is the creation story, okay? In the beginning was the word, and it was with God, and the word was God. 
He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Did you catch that? In the beginning was the Word. And that Word is Jesus Christ. But now we're going to jump down to verse 14, John 1 and verse 14. It said, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. God put on skin and came down and lived among us to show us how to live, to, to, to make the Word come alive. And it says, We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So what I want to teach you today, and what I'm going to do at the end is I'm going to introduce you to, to something that we're going to be doing in this next year that will help all of us encounter the Word, just like this right here, but also encounter the Word Jesus Christ. And this will bring about great change. So this is, this is what we're going to talk about, and it's the, the Word of God is our gift. And this is one of the things you need to understand, the benefits of God's Word. The benefits of God's Word. Uh, the first thing I, I want you to understand as I talk about this is, is that I'm not giving you an exhausted list. I'm just giving you a few things, and it could go on for days. I could tell you about how great God's Word is. The first thing is that it nourishes our soul. It nourishes our soul. This is how God's Word is referred to in, in, in the Bible. It's called milk, bread, solid food, and sweet dessert. It's got something for all of us there. But this is what it does. It nourishes our soul. You cannot see the soul, but it needs to be taken care of. And when we nourish the soul through God's Word, we will have a healthy soul. We, we will be right before God. The second thing that it does is it cleanses our souls. It tells us, it, 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 it guides our walk, I mean. It guides our walk. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And that's what we all want. We want somebody to guide us. We want somebody to help us move in the right direction. And you know what happens is that we don't go to God's word. And it's that light, it's that, 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 that guide to us so we can go in the right direction. The next one is it cleanses our souls. It cleanses our souls. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. When we go to Jesus Christ, the word, and when we go to his word, it pushes the junk out of our lives and cleanses us and, and, and makes our soul right. And then it builds our faith. Romans 10, 17, and this is what it says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so if you want to have a greater faith, can I tell you what you need to do? Just get into God's word. You'll see how God acts. You'll begin to understand what he does and what he's capable of doing. And it will actually change you. And then it protects our hearts. It protects our hearts. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Proverbs 4 and 24 says, says that the heart is the wellspring of life and that we need to guard the heart. And by putting God's word there, it helps us. And, and then the last one is that it trains our ears. It trains our ears. Now, you know, we've got all these voices out there that's competing culture and emotion and reason. But this is what, this is what it says in Deuteronomy for the kings. It says, when he takes the throne of his kingdom... He is to write for himself on a scroll a copy of this law taken from that of the Levitical priest. This is God's law. He copies it down. He's got it on a scroll. It is to be with him and, it is to, and he is to read it all the days of his life so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and follow him carefully all the words of this law and these decrees. Simply by going to it every day, what that does is helps us discern if that's the voice of God. It would have helped my friend as he drove from, from Orlando to Tallahassee. He would have known that that wasn't the right thing to do. Because he would have understood that God asked us to obey the laws of the land. 
And so that, 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 that's, that's what that's about. Those are the benefits of God's Word. And I just want you to catch that. I'm not giving you a full list. I'm giving you just the beginning of the list. There are so many benefits. And, 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 and I want you to understand that, that this is why we encourage you every single week to be in God's Word. The thing that breaks my heart the most is when I see people that don't engage in God's Word. It's just like it breaks my heart when people don't give because they miss the blessing. And this is the blessings that come from God's Word. Now, I want to talk to you. The second thing is about this, and I call it releasing the power of four. Releasing the power of four. This is what they found. The Center for Bible Engagement found that if people will engage with God's Word four times a week, it absolutely transforms their life. Okay, not one time a week, not two times a week, not three times a week, but four. Now, now, now hear me on this, four times a week. Now think about it, if you're on a diet and you do it one day a week, how much does that help you? Two days a week, not much, three, but you got to get to that tipping point. And I want to show you what they have found with people who engage in God's Word. Okay, and they do this four times a week. It absolutely transforms them. The first thing it tells us, they tell us, is that loneliness drops 30%. Can I tell you how that happens? Because they connect with other Christians, other people that are in God's Word, and, and, and that helps. The, the, the next one is their anger issues drop. Uh, and I will tell you, that that is so true because you begin to understand that God is in control. And I don't get to have to get angry with anybody because I'm not. He'll take care of it. Yeah, and the next one. Alcoholism drops 57%. Let me tell you why I believe this happens. Because they find something that actually satisfies the soul. So many people are looking for that. The next one. Relational issues drop 40%. And I can tell you, I've been with some people in their marriages, and I know that if they would get in God's Word and begin to let it happen in their lives and put it into use, it would change their relationships and make them so much better. And the last one is pornography and sexual sin drops by 62%. Okay, do, do, do you catch that? Again, that's about satisfying the soul. When people are looking at pornography, they're looking for something to satisfy the soul, and they're not going to find it there. They're going to find it right there in God's Word. So that's the power of four. Four times, and you begin to look at the, what it does. And when we get into God's Word four times a week, we release the power of four. It's huge. Now, this is, this is how, how I would simply say it. When God's people... Go to God's Word regularly, great things begin to happen. When God's people go to His Word regularly, great things begin to happen. And and, and I just tell you that because I want you to have that. I want you to have the blessing that comes from being in God's Word. Okay? So now let's talk about how we do that. And this is what I would call abiding in God's Word. Abiding in God's Word. This is John 8.31. John 8, 31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you abide in my word, that that word abide could be remain in my word or hold on to my word. The idea is that you're engaged in it, you're reading it, you're letting it become a part of your life. And when that happens, you know what? That lets the world know that we're Christ's followers. That, That transforms us and they will see it. So, so I want you to, to, to just understand that. Now I'm going to make abiding in God's Word easy for you. I'm going to tell you how we do it, and, and then at the end I'm going to really challenge you in this. So, so this is it. This is how easy it is. Abiding in God's Word is simply picking it up and reading it. 
And so many people will tell me, well, I just don't understand it. Well, just read the parts you do and do them. You'll, you'll stay busy for the rest of your life. I'm just going to tell you that. You just pick out some things that you can understand and then begin them to put them into, life, into your life, and it will absolutely change you. But reading is the first one. Second one is memory. Just memorize it. Uh, you just put it there so that it's ready so that you can use it when you need it. One of the ladies in our, our, our uh, small group, Becky Childry, I will tell you, every time we start talking about something, she is quoting scriptures, and I'm just amazed. It's right there in her mind, and she, she brings it out. But, boy, it's there when she needs it, and that's why we memorize so that we've got it. The third one is meditation. Now, meditation is a, a word we, that, that, that is called rumination. It's what sheep and cows do. They have multiple stomachs. They chew something up, and then they bring it back up after it goes to that first stomach, and they chew some more, it goes to the next stomach. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. But all that is about is they chew on it so much that it becomes a part of who they are, the energy that drives them. And that's what we do with God's Word. We chew on it so much that it changes how we live and act, and it becomes a part of the energy that drives us. Let me tell you what the difference between reading and meditation is. Reading gets us into God's Word. Meditation gets God's Word into us. Did you got that? Reading gets us into God's Word, but meditation gets it, God's Word into us and will actually change us. The next thing that I would tell you about biting in God's Word is this, study you got to study it. And this is how we promote around here. It's called SOAP. S-O-A-P. You read a scripture, okay? And then you write down your observations. That's the O. Well, what did it say? Well, what was going on there? And then you go to the A. That's application. How do I apply that to my life? And then the P is, I'm going to pray about this, that it will become a part of my life. Pretty simple, isn't it? And, and you can do that with just a, a section in the Bible. Sometimes I'll read a verse and there'll be so much in that that, that the observation, application, and the prayer gets really, really big in a hurry. So that, that that's a part of it. And then the last part of abiding is simply doing. That means when I read it, and if it tells me to do something, I go and do it. Because that will bring the change of God into my life. That's abiding. That's abiding made easy. Now, let's get to the hard part here. I want to talk to you about the excuses we make. Okay, here we go. There's only two that I'm going to talk about today. The first one is we don't have time. Anybody said that? No, don't raise your hand. Let me tell you what we're saying when we say we don't have time. This is going to seem harsh, but it really is the truth. When we say we don't have time, what we're saying is that's not important me. Now, I just think about that for a minute. Spending time with the one who made you, the one who knows you better than you know yourself, the, the one who has all power, the one who has all knowledge, the one who has all wisdom, hmm, don't have time for you today. You're not important to me. Any of y'all comfortable with saying that? I hope not, because that's a dangerous place to be. But, you know, that's the, the excuse. We, you know, let, let's put it this way. I would rather watch the Wheel of Fortune. Mm, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't cut it either, does it? Oh, so, so let's just, you know, let, let's just be honest here. That's not a good excuse. Could we not find 15 minutes a day? Could we not find... 20 minutes a day to spend with the maker 
to hear the word, to be with the word Jesus, to allow the word to dwell in us and, and, and us to dwell with the word? Okay. First excuse. It's a hard one. We don't need to make it. The second excuse is one, and it's called ability. I just don't know what to do. Boy, I, I just got to tell you, uh, as a teenager, somebody challenged me to read God's Word, and I began to read it. And I got an easy reading version, and I will tell you, it actually changed me. It actually changed me. And, uh, and, and it's that simple. His ability is just reading, observing, applying, and praying. So we all have that, but, but, but this is what I get to tell you about today. We're going to take care of both of those for you this year. We're, we're going to start in something that starts January 3rd. It's called Core 52. It, it's a book by a guy named Mark Moore. And, 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 uh, and what this is, is it, it is about reading God's Word. It is about memorizing God's Word. It, it, is, it, it, it is about meditating on it and praying it and doing it and, and studying it. And it, it's about 15 minutes a day, five days a week. It's going to release the power of four in your life. I, I'm just telling you um, that, that what we have planned this year is we're going to be preaching through the 52 basic truths, the 52 themes, the 52 verses in here. That, and, and you're going to have this source if you want it. And, and, and what it's going to do is it's going to help you be transformed by the word Jesus and by the word in God's word. So I want you to watch this video and uh, you're going to get to meet Mark Moore here and see and see what's on the screen here. What if you had a way to spend only 15 minutes a day to develop a closer relationship with God and a greater understanding of the Bible? Core 52 provides you with the tools to do this. Think of Core 52 as your fast pass for knowing God's Word. If you can carve out 15 minutes a day, five days a week, for one year, you will know 90% of what every preacher preaches. Core 52 bridges the gap between people's interest in the Bible and their engagement with the Bible. It is the quickest route to move you from curiosity to confidence in mastering the core message of Scripture and shaping a Christian worldview. My name is Mark Moore, author of Core 52, and I want to tell you how this whole thing got started. We know that knowing God's Word is the most powerful discipline for growing spiritually. But it's a big book, and there's lots of details. It's easy to get lost along the way. So we've identified the 52 verses that are most valuable for taking you further faster so that you can achieve your bucket list item of moving from curiosity to confidence in God's Word. Welcome to the journey. I just realized, he said, y'all are going to know 90% of what we preach. We're going to be useless after a while, if y'all. But that, that, that doesn't bother me a bit. Mark Moore, let me tell you about Mark. He was a professor at Ozark Christian College. He is one of the smartest guys I've met. He's a friend. And, uh, and uh, he left the, 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 the college and went to Christ Church of the Valley. They run about 30,000 on a Sunday. 
And uh, he discovered that people didn't know God's Word as a teaching pastor there, and that's why he wrote this, is to help people learn God's Word. Uh, and so for this next year, 52 weeks, we're going to be in here. We're going to be looking at the themes. We're not going in order. I'll warn you in advance. But each Sunday, we'll introduce a new, a, a new chapter to you, and, and then we're going to be working through this. And what I'm going to tell you is if you do this with us, it will absolutely change your life. Now, these books are, are $16 each. Uh, we've got a few out in the foyer for five, um, and, and we're going to have more on January 3rd, the day we begin this, uh, because I didn't think that many people were going to do it. In the first service, uh, they, they bought up. A, some of them were going out here with three and four books. Uh, one guy told me I'm going to give them to my children who are all somewhere else so that they can go through this with us. So I just want to encourage you to this. This is my challenge. If you want to know what breaks my heart, okay, if you want to know what breaks my heart, is I look out on Sundays and I see people that have not opened God's Word that week, and I know they don't have the power of God in their life. And what breaks my heart is that so many people have never released the power of God in their lives, and that's what we're looking for this year. And I will make you this promise. If you join with us this year in doing this, your life will be changed, and this church will be changed and this community will be changed. Why? Because we're going to release the power of God into our lives and then into this church, into the lives of this community. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for Jesus Christ, first of all. I thank you for your written word that is living and active, and Father, that has so much power in it. And I pray, Father, that every single person here today will join us in this journey that they will join us in this journey to be in your word, to walk with Jesus, to allow your spirit to come and invade their lives. And, and Father, we're asking for transformation. Uh, Father, this is the hope of the world, and we're just asking that you would work in us so that would happen. Father, I, I just ask for every single person here, they would have a holy hunger, a holy thirst uh, for your word. And uh, Father, I pray that they, they, would, they would want to be with Jesus every single day. Father, I, I want that because I know what it's meant for me. And I just pray that for every single person. I pray blessings on each person in here today and a blessing that comes from your word and being with Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at